And we're recording. Yes. I would love if we would start this podcast with you guiding us through a tiny little snippet of breath for the listeners and for us. Okay. Well, I will invite you to get in a comfortable seated position and to close your eyes if it is safe to do so and bringing your awareness inside with your breath through your nose, feeling the rise and letting it go. Taking another inhale in through the nose and sighing it out. And one more, inhaling and sighing and relaxing completely. And with your awareness in your body, I invite you to start taking conscious connected breaths. So that's in through the nose and out through the mouth conscious in that we are aware that we are breathing, connecting, so we are not pausing at the top or the bottom of the inhale or exhale. So inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth, inhaling and exhaling. It's an active inhale in Passive letting go of the breath from the out. And continue. That active in. Passive exhale. Finding a rhythm, tuning in to your breath, tuning in to your body. Using this time to be connected with yourself, connected with your breath of life, breathing in this life force energy that is always available to us. Continue to breathe in, letting go. Feeling the expansion on the in, the contraction on the exhale. Breathing in like a winged bird, opening on the inhale, closing on the exhale. Connected breaths. Coming back into your center, having a neutral breath, feeling your sit bones against the floor, bringing your awareness below your navel, grounding down. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you for sharing your breath with me.
that's the best beginning to <laughs> all the podcasts so far. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're grounded and settled. Yeah, so grounded and so settled. And in this candlelit canopy <laughs> of the Shiva octogram here in um, San Marcos. Yes. The thunder is coming in. The rain, rain has just started. <laughs> what a perfect um, womb for the birthing of this yes. episode. Just after we were down there breathing so deeply for a while. And we spoke before about yeah. organizing this podcast. <laughs> and um, as it was a safe space down there, I won't be mentioning anything you said yet. There's a, a frequency of what you shared where I'm also in. And I invite you to, um, and it's your choice to speak about it or not, but however, conscious connections and yeah. communion and um, commitment, <laughs> as we spoke about before, which is all led into the breath and then to mm-hmm. now, because myself and my lover, we are in our journey and I heard that you're on your journeys and up to you how much you want to share yet how do you feel about the that journey that's going on between the masculine and feminine within yourself when you're doing that with another person and what's coming up for you in your heart space now yeah well there's um <laughs> some context to me in that I used to work in the corporate world and used to be in a very masculine, goal-driven, grind environment and lived in London actually and found myself very out of balance. My body, I even stopped getting my cycle for three ish years I was very disconnected from my true nature so it's been a journey to come back and reclaim this wild feminine reclaim parts of my soul that I lost touch with over the years and through that journey I know what sort of connection I would like to have with a partner and to really come together and have a sacred union together where we both are balanced individuals or at least strive to be or are working on ourselves to be showing up consciously so as Previous relationships, I was probably more attracted to your strong alpha male, the very strong masculine, um, and that was also the world that I was in, um, but I so longed to feel feminine and to feel that I could let go and surrender and to, yeah, just not be on in a sense where I had to be very on in work and I just really wanted to be held in a way and that really played out in some of my relationships 
and with this most recent relationship that I referenced today where it was a very strong deep soul connection where we were able to fully see each other and there was a lot more balance where my masculine traits and my feminine traits would come and they would flow and himself as well and yeah I, I would say I have a and a real appreciation for that and yeah there's something so beautiful when you're open to being vulnerable and to be seen and yeah this dance of the masculine and the feminine I'm feeling that there is a real rise in the feminine where a lot of women or people that identify as female are reclaiming those parts of themselves that they have lost touch with and to really honor those parts and with that when we begin to honor who we are individually when we partner up with someone or go into relationship with someone I think it's really important that they also honor those same elements um, and I'm finding it quite rare to meet men who really value and honor the feminine and that doesn't have to be the object of a mistress or the mother or maybe how they've previously thought about the feminine but to recognize that they too have the feminine within them that needs to be honored and I believe that both the masculine and the feminine need to be honored but there has been an imbalance and in a lot of ways in our culture and religion we've painted an image that needs editing <laughs> so the thing that's connecting in for me now which i didn't realize was of course woman and nature is not separate and i've been con connecting with of course man and nature mm. is not separate so now i'm connecting in the dot to of course woman is as well well obviously <laughs> and <laughs> got that one after <laughs> um so in my knowing and feeling of the need to co-trust and to co-share the loving of the land the sharing of community that doesn't seem to be anywhere separate in our need to co-share our sacred spaces in every way that doesn't mean you need to share that with every seven every seven billionth person on the whole planet However, there may be a select few people that you connect very deeply with that you're allowed to receive the support of to be in those spaces. And speaking from experience, myself and Megan had all, have all of these in deep, deep intentions going into our connection and we went into a relationship, in community. And 
we come out of relationship into communion coming out of attachment and going through those layers of attachment and often was more difficult for her in terms of the emotional ripping away of that space you talked of of mm. I, I, am i allowed to speak of uh, what, what, what yeah, you said please do. because i keep not wanting to go in no that's um, fine so in your speaking of the third eye to third eye face to face becoming yeah. one us sharing that in our sexual space and in our in our in our womb in our home in our mm-hmm. manifestation of the community that end up coming around the two of us yeah. in on the land to then me feeling so restricted by that and when you spoke about your partner speaking about the maybe him seeing you as the the narcissist or any of these different things I really started to see Megan as being so attached to me and holding on to me and I did my very best to push her away in certain ways but just enough I felt for her to step in I don't know if that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do but that was the journey we did I kept letting go of her so she would keep coming in to her own Mm. power and sovereignty which I maybe I was more extreme in some ways and I could have been a little bit softer and I always call in even more softness definitely and and we only had a conversation a day ago before she left here and I said to her I was like please don't let your love for me stop you from connecting and sharing love wherever you go and please let go of that image that's probably in your fear brain of you watching a TV screen of me being with another woman because that's usually what fear means mm. you can me connecting with another woman or anything it usually isn't what you expect it probably isn't even fornication it's probably just the allowance to let synchronicities to come together to free ourselves and to connect to the earth and that's often not what our fear brain sees when we're attached or we're holding on to a partner mm. So through letting them go, we actually allow them to see what they need to see. And often I get so close to that mindless, open-hearted space that I can say all these things to her. And she gets then to feel the roller coaster of what I just said. Because sometimes I don't even feel these things. I just feel the knowing that 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 is the way that so that you feel that you would be coming from a place of wanting to support her in her growth and so you may say things that would trigger her but there's also the light side to being triggered because once you're triggered you can become aware of what it is that's underneath the trigger to help you grow or evolve or is that yes to bring that light into it yet i'm not fully filling that full length of support Mm. that i'm putting out this beam of light but also not fully having the legs or the the support to fully hold that holding it but developing my ability to somehow support the mount that i'm beaming through because when you go into those hyper heightened states you often get such clarity but forgetting that there's a journey to bring that clarity into form sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes I see it and I just want to create it straight away. But there's often an emotional journey along there and things like boundaries and um, <laughs> different, um, like a boundary that Megan said to me was not to 
fornicate with any of her friends. I didn't say anything in return. I'm not even thinking about fornicating with any of her friends or any of these things. But for me, that was another safety protection that was needed and not seeing the integrity that lies in that sacred space mm. that is there. There's no need for any of the protections because the integrity of being in your heart will blossom completely. But there is some space along the way where boundaries just hold the hand a little bit to get it to, to make that sacred space more sustainable. Yeah. Um, so I, when you spoke about that today, I knew <laughs> we we're going to speak about this. And I, I really wanted to hear your perspective on where, 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 you, where you lie with this and with breath and all that you do and be. Yeah. Um, there's, well, the word embodying definitely came to mind when you were speaking of, it is a journey to get to the point where you can really embody your, you know, highest self or embody your true, your truth and to fully live that and be in alignment and be in integrity and um, we're all on a journey where we're navigating life and we can wake up to the fact that we are you know energetic um, beings are all connected and that we are right now in human form having a human experience but that still takes a lot of navigating and relationships you're vulnerable when you open yourself up or want or there's a lot of I think innate desires that we have even of when we're infants and we want to be emotionally attached to our mothers um, that's a human thing and we're navigating some of these human drives within us which aren't necessarily aligned with you know not to say love and light, but a lot of people go there. And yeah, I've just had a more of like a experience around that sometimes it's challenging to navigate being a human and navigating relationships with other people that are also trying to show up as their best selves, trying to show up and trying to embody what they believe in and that obviously we're not perfect and that's not what we're striving to be and um, attachment is something that came up with what you were saying and being attached to somebody there's you know layers underneath that that are causing someone to feel the need to be attached and for boundaries to be placed if please don't sleep with a friend of mine you know are designed to help someone feel safer and 
that sometimes just where someone is at. And you can't ask more of them. But to recognize, or for me to recognize of, am I in alignment? Am I living my truth? And if somebody is in my view attached to me in a way that feels not in alignment or is not healthy for me, then it is my responsibility and to respond to that. And um, yeah, it takes a way of walking away from certain people if you aren't in alignment with the type of relationship that you would want to have. And a level of acceptance of, you know, speaking of me, I've just had to really accept where people are at. They may sometimes show up as this, as someone that I connect with in a way that I've only ever dreamt to connect with someone, have that real beautiful, loving connection, but there's still that other stuff that it takes sometimes a long time for people to work through. And my journey in a recent relationship has been, yes, I see the light of them, but I also recognize a lot of the shadows and a lot of the work that they're still doing on themselves. And I recognize the work that I am doing on myself and um, I am on that healing path and I am continuing to grow and to learn and evolve but when I go within myself into my truth and yeah it's, it's just sometimes you really have to let things go people go and allow your journey to continue I don't think attachment is that healthy. Um, I do like monogamous relationships myself, but with that there are commitments that you make. You're committed to yourself, you're committed to, you know, taking responsibility for everything, for speaking your truth. Like there's a lot of um, there's a lot that goes into having a sacred relationship where there's only two people involved. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm personally drawn to. Would you like to commit some cacao? <laughs> I'd love some cacao. <laughs> I'll make sure this is recording. <laughs> yeah, it's recording. <laughs> Beautiful flame. Have them in under candlelight for a while it makes everything look a beautiful color on skin and hair mm -hmm. and everything having Guatemalan cacao Guatemala, that's special that is special <laughs> really special have you um, felt into redefining relationship and maybe the aspects of relationship that actually um, don't allow us to be all that we are in connection with others 
I've sat with that and explored um, that and I think there's a real beauty and depth that you can only achieve or experience with someone with commitment and yes I can see that if you are tied to someone then that can limit your ability to connect with others um, especially if you find yeah you can definitely be attracted to somebody else be connecting with somebody else and if you are in a relationship that you are going to say actually I need to honor this relationship that I'm in and not continue something with you there is that choice being made and it could be viewed as a loss or a um, you're not having that connection that you could have had with somebody and that is very real and if I think that comes down to asking yourself what do you really want and if you want to just be free and connect with everybody and be able to be intimate with people and connect with them then that is beautiful and that's great but if you want to ex to have a relationship where you are committed to that person and that you're both you're not attached you're still like individual trees with your own root systems growing up but I think that there's when the relationship is really in alignment and you both are wanting to be your best selves um, you can help each other in a way that you wouldn't get if you want to just be free and be open to every connection and I think it just comes down to just what do you want this lifetime to be about if and there's no right or wrong answer it's not about that and maybe this will change for me in the future but for me right now I really want to experience what it is like to be com be committed with somebody and grow together and be helping each other supporting each other not attached not bound but that's just something that I would like to experience as a human in this lifetime and I feel that there is a yeah a depth that you won't ever experience if you just float from partner to partner to partner being open for connection but that's just where I am at at this age in my life based on my journey so far and I arguably think that's harder 
than being just open to having different partners in life which there's I'm not against it at all like even people that have multiple partners like it's all beautiful but to really build a healthy relationship with one other person where you're both acting in integrity in an alignment and being in your light and allowing others to experience your light um, that's challenging that's and I think that's really rare to find were you able to let your partner shine his light in the way he shines his gifts and expand into them in connecting with others while in relationship? There's a whole context to this relationship, but yes, I do feel that I was providing and showing up in a way where I would want him and yeah it's there's so much that backstory with this relationship that um and kind of healing that is needed to happen to be able to show up in your light and he can't bring out the light in me and I can't bring out the light in him but that's something that needs to be cultivated individually and I don't feel that how I was was dimming his light but um, my I don't know presence or my being in relationship like there was just other elements that were were really not working and I didn't feel that I could show up in my light with that relationship and that there were elements to the relationship that drained me and were not not serving me and did not feel aligned and um yeah, we're not, it wasn't for me. So do you feel you've let go of this relationship? <laughs> Letting go, that's... I, um... I've done cord cutting and energetic clearing and I study shamanic medicine and there's things that I've done to help clear it out of me. Um, but when you really care about someone, it's not that that is just gone. Um, but yeah, I guess bringing the breath back in, you have to exhale and let the air out before you can have new air come in and take a fresh breath and I'm really wanting to clear and create that space for in the future for someone else to come in and that 
can take a t some time. It's a question mark of how long, and I think it's different for everybody and every person, every relationship, and um, it's right now I'm in the process of wanting to feel my feelings around it so I can not hold on to things and if I'm angry to let myself feel angry if I'm sad or if I'm needing to grieve or mourn or feel hurt then to really allow myself to feel those emotions so they can pass through me I don't yeah want to be holding on to the relationship or to yeah emotions are like waves and it just takes feeling those waves letting them ride and being open for an for new experiences, new people, new ideas. Um, be open to where life and surrendering to that. It's a lot of surrendering. And um, yeah. <laughs> Cacao. 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 <laughs> so, where did you grow up? Where did I grow up? I grew up in Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver Island or Vancouver? Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. In the city or in the town? Or? Mm, North Vancouver, which is kind of like the suburbs. But then I moved to a different suburb after for high school. And then I went to the University of British Columbia in um, Vancouver and studied the environment and sustainability and took a minor in commerce and eventually moved to Europe and lived in London and then I moved to Hong Kong and then I moved to Paris then I moved back to London and then I decided I wanted to come back to Vancouver but not be in the city so I moved to Salt Spring Island which is a pretty hippie artistic island between Vancouver and Vancouver Island Wow. I have a friend that's um, contemplating coming here at the moment. He's a Vancouver Island and he set up his own community space there and the people aren't coming in just yet f for him. Mm. And he's very tempted to come here. Um, and now you're here. Yeah, interesting. And <laughs> have you got connections to a community that you enjoy being part of in that salt is yeah, it's Salt Spring. Yeah. Um, there's lots of communities on the island. There's a lot of farms, and um, within the farms, there's usually people that are living on the land there and having community. There is an offer, actually, uh, for me to move to a farm and live as part of their community which I've been sitting with, um, which has been something that I really liked the idea of. Um, but yeah, it is a place that has a lot more community living, shared land, 
and I would say a lot of the communities are all different. Some are very open relationship-wise, um, others are families and people are there either as a single or as a couple. Um, some of them are very centered around permaculture and, and farming and working on the land while others are more around just wanting to live in that community and to experience that. And do you like getting your hands in the soil and working? <laughs> uh, I do, but I wouldn't say I am a farmer or a, a gardener really, but I would love to do more of it. and. I love to be in nature and be barefoot and get my hands dirty. So what, what do you have to offer community? <laughs> I offer um, cooking is one and bringing t people together for gatherings. And that's something that I've done for over a decade of wherever I'm living. I'm I've always been the home that hosts meals and parties or brunches and bringing people together. I also love to plan um, trips as friends or weekends and now with being a breathwork facilitator, I love to be hosting those types of gatherings. I've done women's circles, but also like doing other workshops, which brings everybody together. I have been really wanting to do these um, farm-to-table yoga brunches, and so that was something that I was going to do, but then COVID stopped it, where I was planning people coming together and eating on the farm with things that are used or using the ingredients from the farm, but people coming together, enjoying a meal together, and also doing yoga or doing some activity together. So I bring that and um, holding space for people. I love to provide an opportunity for people to go and connect with themselves, but also connect with each other and to go, yeah, deeper within themselves. I have a sense that um, one of us or maybe the two of us are getting into the comfortability of an interview and um, <laughs> I want to flip that right around okay, sounds straight good. away <laughs> because that's not what this podcast Just is about. Just a conversation. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. definitely um, because I, I, I can also get very lost in asking questions and I, use, I also distract myself from being intimate or courageous or um, firing up my engines. Well, I'd love to hear your perspective then on relationships and being open um, to other people or how you view that and how you view shining your light or supporting someone in shining their light. I feel... I 100% want to flow with it and not bring in any definite ideas of the way it's supposed to be because I definitely do feel that 
being with just one person monogamously can work for a journey for a period of time and I reckon there's also a space for two people to be together and build that safe container together until this space is then ready for them to allow in some support um, I don't want to act upon my fears and I often struggle to create the space with those who I love to get into that mm. connected space. Often with a new person it can be easier or holding space for a group of people can be easy. But someone that you really love and you're living together and you're pretty close to actually create that space so you can be have that intimate one-on-one -on -one sharing can get very difficult after a couple of months and when unconscious um, characteristics start to come in and you start to feed each other's yeah. um, the triggers happen. the triggers <laughs> and you start to be unconscious and it all comes up and you literally just become two unconscious people you become yeah. the most unconscious you've ever been yeah. together no. so the thing that I've constantly been doing has been creating space mm. and that's great and I'm really good at that yet I'd also like to develop some other tools and I think by allowing in other people to support and not putting a restriction on what that is mm -hmm. would be great. And by me allowing other another man into our sphere or another woman into our sphere just to sit with us and just see just another being that's just open to being loved, whatever that is. And that might be just anything. And maybe that would be also be having a facilitator to hold space with you in your connection with someone else. Yeah. That it, you could have someone that you're actually paying to do that or an energy exchange of somehow that you don't have to be inviting someone into lying in bed with you, with, with yeah. you guys. So that's kind of what I'm kind of seeing. Um, I don't really feel into another man being but Megan for example I suppose maybe I'm afraid to feel into it because if I feel into it then I feel like I'm feeding the fear mm. by feeling into it yeah. so I don't know if I'm avoiding it or I'm just not focusing on it at all and I'm just focusing on it opening up for whatever happens mm -hmm. that could be some trickery or I could be just letting go I don't know I, yeah. I really don't know it could be very airy yeah. and not very so I, I, I don't really know I've got no advice because I know I become very unconscious while in that tight web yeah. and the more I create space then you can that then you have that perspective get the perspective yeah. and then we constantly come back yeah. and we have more to offer ourselves and others that, that's what I've experienced yeah. um, and I feel now I don't have this craving. So when I'm in a circle or I'm in a group of people or in a community, I'm not looking around being like, maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't have that anymore, yeah. genuinely. Yeah. And I think, I feel because of mine and Megan's connection, yeah. it's allowed me to even have an even safer space to offer people. For example, d this podcast, yeah. offering you up to this room, yeah. space, in the evening, in the dark. I don't know how you feel, but I feel I, 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 it, it, it's not a 
there's not even a, a web of it inviting you into my bed for example <laughs> where at another version of me at another time there might be just a bit of an inkling of that yeah in it of like you never know yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> and and you could also feel if you were you could feel some guilt around this or if you wanted to talk to your partner and be like oh this is what i did and then they might react in a way where you're like well i didn't have bad intentions i just wanted to interview someone on a podcast and talk to them and that's really tricky when your intentions are trigger or your pure intentions actually trigger people um and that you really have to everyone i feel has to really come back to like taking responsibility and for being like oh i'm triggered by this it's making me feel um some distance between us because you're halfway around the world and i just realized that i'd like to feel more connected with you right now and i'm really actually happy that you met someone that you wanted to to talk to on on the podcast and like to me that would be very like encouraging you and your work and what you're passionate about but also expressing of like hey i really miss you like i'm really wanting to feel connected with you and to express that and that's what needs to be expressed not the you know uh, why didn't you call me instead or like how dare you or just going there it's really like owning okay what is that feeling that i have what why would i why am i being triggered and to like not just react to really like come back to you come back to your center and that's a practice that you really have to be disciplined to of always doing that and also being with someone who is equally as disciplined and wanting to practice that as well and for there to be honesty between each other of like oh like you know not necessarily calling each other out but being able to have honest conversations of you know let's take 10 breaths together it sounds like you're triggered you know or having a conversation of okay well what's below that i can see that there's something that's really bothering you or let's have a dialogue and even just sitting and i've done this with you know my ex-partner just like let me hold space for you and just sitting and creating a platform where the other person can share without needing to be defensive, without feeling like they're not going to be heard, and even just really sitting and listening to the other person and even practicing like reflective listening of like, okay, I hear you said this, or I hear that you are really missing me. And just everyone just wants to be heard. And I think that's, yeah, just to have that as part of a relationship and a connection is to just hear each other. Is it not pretty sad that if you're the other side of the world yeah. from someone you love, that you can't access that love space eye to eye with them and you're the other side of the world, especially being traveling community types of people? Is it not a bit crazy that we know that we're one 
and that we can access ourselves inside the eyes of any being and um, whether that be plant animal or <laughs> human isn't it kind of crazy that we're just willing to res- give and receive that with one person is that in, it, is that not limiting in some way of the abilities and aspects that the infinite points can offer I guess I would say what are you seeking by yeah it's like what are you seeking if everyone if we are everything which I you know I believe that we are and if everyone is a mirror to us we keep wanting to have different mirrors to see different parts of ourselves because we're seeking we're we're hunting for something and everything that you need is within you and it's almost like a relationship I think will only really work when you have no need for it and because you realize that everything is within yourself and you 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 embody that you live that and so you don't need to seek out that next connection or be open to that next experience because you're all there and then you can just experience the beauty and the love of when you do connect with maybe that one person that you chose to be with um But yeah, I I just personally, it's when I like to keep my options open, there's something else beneath that that runs that. And that to me is like, okay, I need to go within. And whether it's around security or, um, yeah, just like, there's something that's that has been within me of wanting to keep some of my options open um, to help me feel safe and it's kind of how I've coped with things that have happened to me in life of it does bring it has in the past brought up fears to really commit to one person because I'm going to miss out on other things or you know, what if this person does something that I'm not happy with and I've committed to them? Like, I don't want to be committed to somebody who I maybe one day won't be in alignment with. Then what, you know? Um, But we can learn so much about ourselves. And there is also times in life where it is, Maybe the time to let someone go. And that is okay. And yeah, there's something so exciting. That energy and that excitement of when you are really content with yourself and you're open to what life brings. But to not be seeking out the experience, not to be seeking out the new person because you feel it. Because you're ultimately trying to fill something in yourself, which won't be fulfilled by that person. It might temporarily be, but 
you have to find it within yourself. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you said that. That feels so beautiful and true to me. The the knowing that me feeling full, I'm only going to see that fullness in a mirror for me when I'm in it. So I'm only going to see that fullness when I'm in that. And often when I feel I'm in a relationship or in a closed-in thing, I often lose that fullness and I no longer see that mirror anymore. And when I'm fully content with myself, I see that mirror. And then I have a choice to go into that with that lover <laughs> or just go into it by myself. And trusting. Because I still have a thing in the back of me is like, I still might just only experience that deep intimacy with her. But why would I put something on it to sign that that's the way it is? Mm -hmm. Because even when I'm not in a deep... Um, connection like with Megan I sleep with someone very 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 rarely um, in that intimate space because it's so vulnerable and so <laughs> and I become so like Megan would say it's really attractive and sexy but I think it's like the most big I've become retarded like do you know what I mean I, oh I, 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 I'm, I, I'm 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 odd like you know like I, I'm silly and it's not like not like what you'd see in the movies of being sexy. Do you know what I mean? But to her, it it, it is sexy, and it's vulnerable. It's intimate. Yeah. It's um allowing you to become all of the the yeah. childlike of myself and to be vulnerable and to to make whatever noises I need to make and whatever. And I don't have many people that I feel safe to do that with. And is even that romantic, or is that even? I, I uh, think that's beautiful. Like it's like that's the type like to me that speaks volumes and is what I would be attracted to is somebody who can play and be free and who also yeah just values that connection and with the recent connection that I've spoken of one of the things I'm taking away from that is that I know it's possible and that I am able to show up and to have that connection with somebody that I can be vulnerable and that yes it may be rare but it still is possible it's and actually it's definitely not that rare well then it's great I, like, 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 that's the one, <laughs> that's one, thing, great. one thing I want to say to you is maybe in your reality yeah. but like it really isn't rare it's so out there it's so in there and because you've rang that bell if you're willing to see it that bell yeah. will ring around and it doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be in a relationship or a deep yeah. communion friendship can you don't even have to call it friendship yeah. but connection can offer that vulnerable space mm -hmm. it really really can um, I definitely feel I have friendships because I've gone there with Megan that now supports me to go deeper into friendships that can go deeper. That doesn't mean in a fornicatory way again, yeah. but in a in a sexual way. Yeah. There's a big difference between fornicating with someone and being sexual. For me, I feel sexual is a is, is a way of being. It's when I'm in my sacrum and I'm sacrum and I'm firing and I'm yeah, feeling well, excited it's, and it's it's life energy that's pulsing through you that 
Like, were, 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 yeah. were you not just, like, really intimate with a few people down there today? Like, was that was that not sexual? Like, that for me, that was. I, yeah. I had someone put their hands on me while I was humping air because <laughs> my legs were, ex- like, filling with life force yeah. that I had someone put their hands on me and I had my... I didn't even know who it was. Yeah. But I felt safe yeah. because of the boundaries that were in place. Just people were standing by yeah. and I was explained beforehand what was happening. That, that was one of the deepest co- emotional connections I've ever had to my body in my life. Yeah. And I had a stranger hold me. So do you know what? Do yeah. you feel, it feels a lud- ludicrousy a little bit of the... Maybe the one person being that Yeah, when well, we have... Like, we desire connection. We, th- we need connection. And we want to be seen. And we can do that in in community is a beautiful way to do that if everybody is aligned but um like you know you're referencing the breath work but before that we did an exercise where we were sitting in front of each other um we were paired up and then we would switch to another partner and then another partner but for each time we're paired with a partner we would breathe for about five minutes together staring into each other's eyes breathing and staring, <laughs> um, <laughs> bugs on the feet, um, and you feel so much intimacy. You're looking, you know, your left eye is your soul, the right eye is the mirror. You choose which one you want to look at, but you really look at them and connect with them. And that is something that I would like and it is a part of my life is to connect with the people around me to go to that depth with people I want someone to see my soul I want to see your soul and if I was ever in a relationship with someone who didn't want me to connect with others in that way then they're gone in a second like that's what part of life is about is connecting with each other and seeing each other for who we really are, of our souls. And, you know, to be held by strangers, you know, when you're breathing intimately or feeling the rush of this sensual energy running through you, like, that's life. That's, that's being alive. And that should be celebrated. And I think it is so sad that in kind of our culture in the past and even with religions they were fearful of that energy there's a reason that ecstatic dance was like shunned and um you know ballet was promoted it's structured it's whatever you don't get to an ecstatic state and have that sexual energy running through you when that has been part of our history all around the world for thousands and thousands of years that you would access altered states through dancing through having the rush of sensual energy running through you or that could be through breath work but that's been part of cultures but it's been lost and there's been a lot of fear around that of even with people being connected with their true selves and so there's systems in place in our society to keep people from connecting with the deepest most true parts of themselves and there's a rebirth of that that's happening 
where people are coming back to it and finding ways to do it and breath work is one of them I also do I teach like ecstatic dance and that's another way of going within yourself into making bringing that life energy alive in you altering your states of consciousness doing the plant medicines doing all of that stuff um, and that should be celebrated and if you're going to share your life with somebody that should be celebrated in that let's have life force beaming through us let's be deeply connecting with people and yeah i i think it's or i know it's possible <laughs> is that possible in a monogamous relationship why why wouldn't it be like would you tell me that i can't look into the depths of your someone else's eyes to see their soul like is that threatening to the relationship if, if I'm in a monogamous relationship um, I feel there is connotations to it and I suppose that has come in with the and I'm willing to speak yeah. this out so if it's a story that I can let it go completely um, I feel that's been ingrained with the whole marriage religion relationship nuclear family study yeah. job all of these things are part of that thing to keep us away from our ecstatic self yeah. our ecstatic sensual way of being so that we're constantly watching our other half from connecting to anything else because they're a, they're a part of us so we need to make sure where they are all the time so we structure our lives in a way that 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 doesn't get outside of our sphere yeah yeah we can work and we can have our spaces yet maybe there is a way of um reconfiguring yeah. And not getting stuck on the words of monogamy or just being with one person. Um, maybe it can be redefined and reconfigured. Because, of course, it's all words and it, it can just be an energy. Yeah, I feel that there's definitely some beliefs in there that may want to be shed. And even that with another person... They don't belong to you or you don't belong to them. And that is not how in our culture we speak of marriage and union. It is like, I'm looking for my other half is how we talk about it. It's like, no, you're a whole person. They're a whole person. There's no attaching. There's no, like... I'm not half a person without someone else. I'm a full person and they're a full person. And there's, yeah, a lot of redefining that needs to go on and shedding of these ingrained beliefs. And it's, yeah, this just like rowls me up sometimes of just... <laughs> how we've been ingrained and how we've been programmed and like there's just ugh. And what's coming up for me now is the duality of it because <laughs> if you go from the extreme of the monogamy splitting to then go to the extreme I have to be the ops of that to evolve that's not, neither, yeah. the, neither the thing either you're just literally then just flipping to the opposite side and you're yeah. not actually being in, in that there's no opposite to life like it's like being yeah. in that center of 
whatever that love is and I and I suppose that can be whatever for that person we're all whole individuals complete individuals and as these whole complete individuals if we want to you know we're drawn to someone who's mirroring something to us like that that can be like I don't know where I'm going with that but it's more of yeah I just really that wholeness aspect and what you were mentioning about the duality and the extremes of going from that very structured marriage where there's roles that are defined where you need to be that and then going to oh I just would never get into a monogamous relationship I need to just be open and then it's kind of like none of that matters if you know that you're you're not needing anyone because you're a full complete human where you don't need people to mirror things to yourself because you know who you are and you are shining that and you're being that and that of course is not always in reality because we are humans that have traumas and hurts and other things and we're trying to navigate life as best as we can so there's that like higher perspective of like yes we are whole but we're also living in a world that is not just pure there's a lot of challenges like being birthed is traumatic on your body like how your body stores that impacts your personality you know what your mom did before she conceived you impacts who you are today like this human experience is about being a human and navigating what being a human is and navigating this world where there is hardships there is us navigating our different brains of getting to know oh how do we listen to our hearts how do we listen to our instincts and just getting to know ourselves and to work towards being the best human that we can be and just navigating this life in the best way possible but we're still humans like it's and I know with a lot of you know in spirituality it, it sometimes seems like that element is removed and it's not just about living love and light when in reality there are things that impact us there are like there's a world around us that we're trying to live in and yes we're evolving and yes we are um you know wanting to stay connected to being this consciousness that we know that we are but as this consciousness we still chose to be alive in these times and to experience things that you don't experience as being pure consciousness you don't experience the taste of cacao you don't experience your forehead touched against someone you don't experience some of the things that is so beautiful about being human and I just would love and I it's a practice of mine of coming back to feeling joy is a choice 
and to be able to see each moment as it is a choice that I have of how I see it. And I could be pissed off right now that it's raining or I could be like, this is great that it's raining and we're in this <laughs> hut, cave, yoga shala in candlelight because there's no electricity. And like, if I'm pure consciousness, I don't even hear. I wouldn't be able to appreciate the sound of the rain because I would be the rain. I'd be everything. It's just pure consciousness. And so, and there's a bug carrying our chocolate right now. It's moving. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> you're like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like, for me, what I, I'm trying to get to right now is just, there's spirituality, but there's also the beauty of this human experience. And that we're trying to figure out how to either be in a relationship with one person or how to create community or how to be in relationship with multiple people. Like that's all stuff that we are trying to navigate. And ultimately we're trying to find, figure out ourselves more. And if it helps you to know yourself more and connect with yourself more by being with more people and being open, then that's great. But we're all kind of journeying back to figuring out like our essence or our, our soul and wanting to connect with why we chose to be alive in these times and to live that. Yeah, what, 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 what I'm kind of getting I'm, I'm just going to write this down because I think I'm going to call this episode that, that, that exact name is like the, the, the beauty of this human experience and it's funny because today it's like I felt pure joy and bliss being in an altered state through my breath I've also been crying my eyes out, feeling pain in my body because of things, of relationships, of feelings. I've been like enjoying, we started our morning with a cacao ceremony and just like giving thanks and prayer to the space and to the cacao and to being present, to be breathing one-on-one -on -one with people, to be staring into their eyes for five minutes. Like there's so much beauty that can be experienced when you're present and open to it and um even this there's so much yeah beauty in this connection and being able to share ideas and ask questions where we're trying to understand ourselves better. We're trying to understand the world. And what a beautiful thing to do. I can't imagine not asking those questions and not being driven to know who I am. There's a real beauty in seeing it like that as well because no matter what path anyone takes, 
you have the chance to see the beauty in them no matter where they are or what they're doing because they've just chosen that path to return to their essence if you look at it in that way whether they choose to be a doctor or a bin man or, or a conscious breather or <laughs> whatever it is yeah. um, maybe everyone is on their own path or journey to return to their essence some may feel that some haven't come here to do that maybe some people have come here to maybe have other intentions um, but they're a majority um, as the firefly just twinkles behind <laughs> you is, is choosing to return to its essence and maybe those who are even on a journey towards the, the duality of it maybe they have come to be loved as well maybe that version of us really wants to be loved that version of us that um, doesn't um, serve us into much peace or joy and um, subconsciously takes us out for a while maybe that has come for to be loved and yeah and we, we, we can love that and we carry with us um Things that have happened across generations, across our ancestry, or at least that's something that I believe through my, I guess, learnings in shamanism is that, um, and the work that we've done in shamanism is to look at our life books and opening up that of why did I come to be this body today? What am I here to do? And those are real questions and connecting with it's helped me to connect with like a medicine name of who my soul is who my dreamer is to be living connected with my dreamer and to be living out my purpose and being connected with myself and through that the first step is healing and a lot of the times we're born in and we can heal or we have the chance to heal even our parents or our grandparents. It goes back generations. Whereas, um, and when you have done that healing work on yourself, then it really opens you up to be living this full life where you are embodying who you are and you're living what your purpose is. And if you need to, if loving someone else is going to help you heal, then that's great. Um, there's so many different ways of healing, and we're all coming with different things in us that need healing. No one is a human that has no healing to do. And it's once you've done a lot of the healing work, then you're really in a place where you can really shine your light more. But just as part of that human experience the healing work is something that's continuous it's not just oh I've done that healing I don't ever have to heal again I've done it it's something that you know that's there's different self-care practices there's breath work there's different things to help us heal um, and find who we are to know that and when you know who you are then you can really stand in it and be authentic in that and then I feel like life is just 
you know, playtime. It's a dream. Life is a dream. We've got the nighttime dream and the daytime dream and everything is weaved. It's like the infinity sign. It weaves between each other. And we can be the creator of our lives. Um, and that's where I would really like to be. And that's what I, yeah, is to be like, you know, co-creating and being the creator of my life and having intention and but also being knowing who I am and knowing what I'm here to do and even knowing the healing that I'm meant to do in this lifetime and that um, and to do it and when I heal I'm healing my ancestry I'm healing it's not just me and it's going ahead of me too for even if I were to have children all the work that I'm doing on myself is being carried forward. So I think everyone should go on the healing path. Because <laughs> we all need to heal. And know ourselves. And then to really be living in that. And yeah, so if you want to be a doctor because that's what you feel that you're here to heal people, that's great. If you're here to yeah, everybody is different. Everybody is their unique selves. You're wonderful. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. I'm, uh... My medicine name is Singing Star Tree. So Singing Star Tree. Yeah, that's who you're interviewing right now. And did, to remind me again... So you say the the right side is the soul and the left side is the mirror. Is that what you said? Uh, left side is the soul, right side is the mirror. Yeah, I, I just find that interesting because yeah. I, I often just wander from eye to eye. Just, yeah. And I, I've never actually just said, whoa, that uh, soul and mirror. Because some people, or when you're looking at someone, they don't want to be seen. And so you can sometimes sense that, especially if you're looking into their left eye of where they could feel quite vulnerable because you're literally looking into them. Um, whereas when you're looking at the right eye, you're almost seeing a reflection and you're, you're able to, yeah, have that mirror. And so I always love to see which eye people are looking at when they're looking at me, but also I've been paying more attention to what eye I look into. Um, and that sometimes depends on like how open I'm feeling of being seen in that moment. And um, yeah. So uh, today I did a lot of left eye looking because I really wanted to dive into people's souls. But also I was feeling very open of being like, see into me, like I'm open. And this, it, the space was created for us to be sitting in front of each other and to be connecting. Because, um, yeah. People need to feel safe. It's important for them to to want to be open and to be seen. Because there's a lot of times that we have expressed ourselves where we weren't seen, that we've been misunderstood, that we've been hurt for being ourselves. So, of course we want to protect ourselves from that.
can we just miss out on so much if we're living this armored life? I let go of all armor. <laughs> all that is left yeah. armor, I let go of. <laughs> just letting it, yeah. That was one of my intentions for this breath camp this week, is to dissolve more of my armor. That has served me well in many regards. It's helped me get through life and the challenges we need it. But I don't want to carry this heavy armor around which blocks life force, that blocks connection, that blocks my light that I am hoping to be and aspiring to just be me. <laughs> so for and breathe. And breathe. <laughs> so for all the people that are listening to this that are inspired by you and feel all the ringy ding bells <laughs> well she's jamming my gym <laughs> have you got um portals for access to your sharings my sharings so current sharings are breathwork and I do offer those on a weekly basis and it's online and yeah I will have other offerings that will come out such as dance and yeah other things but um my business is called live powerfully and that's something that I am just birthing now and getting started so it's in its infancy but yeah the word power has really been with me and um, yeah live powerfully is around living fully and also being connected with your own personal power and that's not the power that <laughs> of power of controlling others or having power over somewhere just power is even just a charge even like electricity is power or um, yeah, so live powerfully, but it's P-O-W-W-A-F-U-L-L-Y. Um, yeah. Unique. It, feel, it feels like it's connected to your shamanism name. It feels like it's got a twinkle in it. <laughs> well, it started actually because I grew up, um, eating power pancakes, funny enough. My dad would make us pancakes a lot and I would also carry this tradition everywhere I lived I would always serve power pancakes and got known for them and so I started to sell my pancake mix called power pancakes and it was sold in London actually in some stores and not anymore but now it is sold on Salt Spring and so I had a one of my you know things that really lights me up is food and pancakes and so I have you know power foods and power pancakes and that merged into living powerfully and then brought in breath work and other things and yeah this is only the start I'm kind of surrendering to life in this journey and to 
where I'm feeling called, but it is definitely a life of service, of wanting to, um, but also being true to myself. And um, yeah, so you can also buy my pancake mix if you really want to. <laughs> but it's only sold in Canada. So yeah. So, How many times have you met a singing star tree that sells pancake mix? <laughs> <laughs> singing star tree. <laughs> That is really special. You're really unique. I've definitely not met you before. No. And I've met a lot of people. Yeah. I've been told I'm from the stars. Yeah, you are, definitely. So, I'm still navigating this human experience that, uh, yeah, is doesn't always make sense to me. But, learning. <laughs> Your service is inspiring, and it's... Um, in all of its, um, in all of it, that's all I'll say. I want to understand. There's really even a need to explain it. Yeah, and yeah, it's really inspiring to to witness. And I know you've been around a little bit longer than me. Um, yet you've created a lot. And yeah. my Saturn returned, really returned, and hit me hard. <laughs> so yes, I'm 32 for those listening. So um. Is there a website to get your pancakes and um, learn about your new powerfully Yeah, space? no, it's livepowerfully.com. Perfect, I'm going to write that down now. Yeah. L-I-V-E-P-O-W-W-A-F-U-L-L-Y. Dot com. Dot com. And what, what, what is it in Canada? Is it like dot c dot <laughs> yeah um but i got the dot com one yep, dot com. yeah nice but i didn't keep the dot ca one yeah because i do um like to stay global i have because i used to live in london i have lots of friends there still and i've been part of alchemy of breath which is the um, organization and the company that I did the training with and that's putting on this breath camp right now. And they're global. They're all over the world. There's one instructor here in Guatemala. The other one's in Bali. The founders in Italy that started ASHA, which is the Alchemy School of Healing Arts, which is a really conscious community that they're developing there. Um, yeah, they're just starting actually. They opened it this, week, this year. So, if you're in Italy, check out ASHA, the Alchemy School of Healing Arts, started by Anthony and Amy, and Anthony started Alchemy of Breath, and his wife Amy is a very gifted, intuitive, and holistic um, wellness coach. ASHA. ASHA, yeah. The native Irish ash tree. Yeah. Do you have ash trees in Canada? Ash? Yeah. Yeah. And are they native to Canada as well? I believe they would be. Do, you, do they have a, a black bud before they sprout? I don't know. I live in an area where Douglas fir and cedar are the most prominent. Is cedar an evergreen? Yes. So both evergreens. So you're surrounded by evergreens. Yeah. So Pacific Northwest is a rainforest. 
um, with lots of evergreen, but there still is oak and maple and um, arbutus is really pretty. It's more reddish. Yeah, arbutus is one of my favorite trees, but is cedar the... is what the indigenous used a lot for weaving baskets and um, the bark peels and um, yeah, it's this, that's the spirit of the cedar tree is something special. And it's used in the sweat lodges as well yeah. because it doesn't burn, doesn't heat up. Yeah, and it, people would make, um, like, instead of using sage to burn for smoke cleansing, you can use cedar. And, yeah, I usually have some cedar in my car <laughs> just to keep the cedar with me. Um, I like cedars. I like hugging trees. I like the cedar. They're special. I'm excited to meet a cedar. I haven't, um, <laughs> haven't um, been acquainted just yet. Are they very straight with the branches very high or is there some branches to get up there and climb? Depending, um, if there's a one cedar in an open area, then the branches are lower and you could climb it. Of but of course in the forests, when they are competing for sunlight, then the bottoms are, uh, yeah, bare. And... Um, yeah, some of the old growth actually, old growth cedar, which are over a thousand years old, um, there's a lot of or people from Salt Spring, but also from Vancouver Island and others are coming to help protect them right now and um, against the logging that's happening since there's, yeah, some the government and logging companies are trying to cut down these 1,000 year old trees, which is really, really sad. So, yeah, the Fairy Creek blockade is what it's called, of where people are working to protect the, the trees there. Does, does that connect with the Borneo Trail that goes from Canada across to Russia, which makes up 33% of the forests of the world, or at least 30, or around 30%? Um, so that's, I believe... Don't quote me. That would be like the Boreal Forest, Boreal, yeah. which is for further north. Um, the coastal rainforest is not considered the Boreal. Um, yeah, so different, but the coastal region, because it's wet um, and gets, you know, a lot of rain, the trees grow quite quickly and strong there and so you can get these massive trees if you actually don't cut them down that um, yeah they grow a lot quicker but because of that that is where people want to log and so they'll log it grow and then they'll get that fresh cut of trees in I believe about 60 years is when you can make that next harvest so it would be called renewable energy um, from you know cutting because you can regrow the trees but it's I'm not an advocate of cutting down any more old growth we need to protect it it's our soils need it our climate needs it the ecosystems need it it's just devastating um, that we lose 
some of the last remaining old growth forests in the world even of these trees. It's a big shift from seeing the locals here with their two ropes on their back getting the the dead wood from up in the forest yeah. from the fires and just taking what they need. What 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 I'm witnessing yeah. anyways. Um and it just feels like the industries that are out there are so fucking big that they they just they're so beyond being able to go getting what they need every day. It just doesn't fit industry, it doesn't fit the the head built world that 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 is being built. Um and then when I see the opening up into a a newer world, I'm just wondering is that world where all those trees are being cut down, is that world dying anyways? And are we birthing into another one? And I'm just wondering, in that frequency, is there something else happening? By focusing so much on the old growth forests that are being cut down by these industries, which is not going to stop anyways. Yeah. I'm really confused with it because I'm with, with these trees and I love yeah. them and I feel connected to them. And every time I want to go protect them, I feel I'm being disconnected because then I'm being identified and I'm being nearly taken out from being available to, to connection um, it's a really interesting dance getting caught up in it yeah and being able to come in and out yeah bridging I think there's certain people that you know in their life books they're here to really be activists and really to stand up for things and to um yeah, I think that we need those people to be fighting for the trees, to be fighting for the causes, and um, it's it's sad that it feels like things are going to get worse before they get better, and it's going to take a lot of people waking up to actually care about our planet and to view it as like our home, our mother, what we're made out of, like to really genuinely care and for them to make choices on their life that represent what they care about. So <laughs> if like stop eating, you know, industrialized meat, stop eating fish that's not not even, I don't even want to say sustainable, but it's like, if your fish isn't caught on a line, it's not sustainable. Like, there's so many things that we can do, or that you have to start somewhere, and that growth of more and more people doing it, um, but you have to wake up to the fact that it does matter, and that your choices are harming the planet, like, and to not value convenience as much. Um, yeah, there's a huge shift required for the way people live, the way people consume, um, and how they live their lives. It's so far from being sustainable and Yes, in Guatemala, we can be here and watch people 
hike up a mountain and take br dead branches because they're much more tied to the land here or into their the old his the old ways of living here um but i also know that there is you know what's happening with avocados where all the water is being used in certain villages to harvest avocados to meet the demand of worldwide avocado and toast demand really like it's the number one fruit for people in certain countries i know in london at grocery stores it was the number one selling fruit avocados and you can't buy an avocado that's grown anywhere close to england and it's having detrimental effects on the populations of where these things are coming from and it, it's everything it's palm it's fish it's avocados it's nuts talk about the bees you can talk about almonds you can like everything <laughs> and it it can feel very overwhelming of like okay then what do i eat what do, what do i consume and for me it's just like well it helps a lot to eat locally <laughs> you know to support your organic local farmers to you know eat seasonally and you don't even have to eat that much like that's a whole other talk about we overeat as a society like we can get energy elsewhere if we really need to but um yeah there just needs to be a huge shift in that and i'm not saying let's go back into the old ways of thousands of years ago or even hundreds of years ago like we're i believe like in this age of technology we can use that in a way um and i knowing what humans are actually capable of I feel like we are scratching the surface to understand what we are capable of in terms of not necessarily just our minds, but what we're capable of. And we're just scratching the surface. And I feel that once we're connecting more with ourselves and learning about how amazing of beings we actually are, and using that and tapping into that then we can live in a different way with the planet but who knows when that would be yeah and the big thing I received from what you're saying is being reminded of the baby steps <laughs> being aware of all of these things and all the documentaries and there's also I feel maybe an agenda to separate humans and um, to wrong a lot of industries and ourselves and then be so overwhelmed and so angry um yeah i've, I've watched documentaries yeah. like seaspiracy or um cowspiracy or oh any there's of these. infinite ones yeah and i've struggled to look anyone in the eye after i was, <laughs> I was angry like i was i wanted to ask them where where, 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 where did they get their groceries this week yeah. like? and that's not my business um that really isn't um and then i go into nearly shaming yeah. in that energy and that's no, not in any way as useful no um, not at all um, so I feel it's really important to take these documentaries and this information receive it and let it go and be aware 
sit in it and make me some baby steps, maybe just, yeah. just little, little, little ones. The number one thing you can do is your own self-healing. And to make choices more consciously. And yeah, I think, yeah, I know as cheesy as it sounds, it starts with you, but it's just like, you can't be concerned about the planet healing if you're not going to be concerned with your own healing. Or even noticing, oh, that person needs to heal. They've got issues. Like, do your work. And maybe someone will witness you doing your work and might be inspired to do their own. You got stars in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Flyer, flyer. Let's close this podcast space and we'll yeah. close down our eyes and we'll breathe and I invite everyone listening to um, <laughs> do the same. Not if you're driving though. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. But you still have to breathe, uh, breathe if you're driving. Yeah, still breathe. <laughs> That's dangerous. If you're not breathing, it's as dangerous as <laughs> yeah. you close your eyes. Christine what's your, what's your surname Shepherd like a sheep herder it's Christine <laughs> Shepherd and thank you everyone listening <laughs> and um, I, we, we, we've said the details during it how you can access this amazing lady's um, offerings um, she's even more magic in person but I'm sure you'll get catch some waves out thank you